0: On today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together.
1: You can't pinpoint it. Like, some people are triggered by some type of trauma, or some people are triggered by loss or, you know, death if I lose a job. And it's when they tell you you're depressed, you're like, okay, you're depressed because you lost your job. But being 16 Mm -hmm. years old and saying I'm depressed is like, what are you depressed about, little girl? Like...
0: You know, yeah. You
1: don't have anything to be depressed about. So, fast forward, like I said, after I had my son, I was like, okay, now I have a thing. I have something I can blame it on.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Today is going to be a real fun, lighthearted topic. I know we've been talking about conflict, uh, high conflict, exes and narcissism and all that good stuff. But today we're going to keep it nice, light and airy. But before we do that, I'm going to play this intro. Intro <laughs>
2: For the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams, get your cream by any means, and being with self-esteem, beauty supreme, and booty walk so mean, the way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens, or a doctor, Red wine or FICA Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra Retwist your locks and realign your chakras Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Punching with your squad or taking a girl's trip Adjust your crown, you guys gift to the world, sis Celestia your body, drink your water Meditate, sin kiss, goddess Heavenly water. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti Black girl magic Melanin popping whether you ratchet or lavish Whether you bougie or savage You a gift and a treasure You got to love a black girl getting a shift together Black girls are getting their shift together These black girls getting their shift together Man, these black girls are getting their shift together These black girls getting their shift together dog.
0: Hello everyone, welcome back to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together Today is going to be very fun However, let's take care of some housekeeping First, please make sure like, comment, share this video, this stream. And if it's a replay, make sure and type replay in the comment section. Say hi. Let me know where you're tuning in from. And more importantly, make sure and join the, uh, the private Facebook group. I have put the link in the show description box so that we can continue the conversation after the podcast. So right now I'm going to bring my beautiful guest. Some of you, I think some of you all seen her before. You ready, Ashley? Look at her, (laughs) flicking her hair. (laughs) She's here. Hi. How you doing, Ashley? I'm
1: good. I'm great.
0: Looking beautiful.
1: Thank you, you too, honey.
0: Okay, let me get this going on. So how's your day so far?
1: My day's really good. I'm having a pretty good day.
0: (laughs) All energized with your closet?
1: I know. I know. Um, Before we got on, I was just briefly telling you that my closet has been like a train wreck for all year. So I'm trying to get it together now. Like, because it's it's my space. It's like my only space in my house that like belongs to me. You know, really? Yeah. Like nobody else can come in here. I mean, my kids be trying to bust in, but like this is my like it's like my lady cave. So I'm trying to get it together.
0: So the only you seem like the only person person allowed is the dog. Yes. Well,
1: and I don't even call him a dog. He's my Bruno. He's my baby. He's my fur baby. Oh so, yeah. Like we don't like whenever somebody calls
0: him a dog, my kid. dog. <laughs> 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 you know, this is your brother. Too funny. So I bet he follows you around the house all the time.
1: He is, um, you know, not to toot my own horn, but I'm definitely his favorite. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was my next question. Who is he drawn to the most? Let me turn this up a little bit. So yeah, let's talk about briefly and talk about the show and then we can get in the meat of everything else. But can you tell everybody, if they haven't seen you, what show you were on and what network?
1: Yeah, so I'm Ashley Silva. I am on Love and Marriage DC on OWN Network. Uh, we were on Saturday nights at 9 p.m. We wrapped our first season um, in June and then we had a two-part reunion and now we are
0: looking forward to see coming. <laughs> Say that one more time. Your your network. I went said out now, oh,
1: So our um, I'll, I'll just repeat everything. So I'm Ashley Silva. Okay. I'm from Love and Marriage DC on own network. We uh, premiered in May. We premiered in May, and mm-hmm. we went into the, the end of June, and then we had a two part um, a two part reunion, and now we are. Fingers crossed, but wink, wink, that we will be back soon.
0: (laughs) I was going to ask you that, if there's going to be a season two. Yeah. um, There needs to be a season two. There needs
1: to be a season two. You know, I can't confirm right now if we're getting a season two, but I also won't deny that we're getting a season two.
0: So you know I'm going to ask you again when we get offline, right? (laughs) (laughs) Like, girl, what is the real answer? But we'll wait, we'll wait patiently. But there yes. definitely needs to be a season, too. Yeah, so, so how hope did I have to wait too long? I hope not because I work on some Saturday nights, I like to watch it live with everybody else. Yeah, yeah. So, how, how did you get on the show?
1: Oh, god, I have a long history of um. Reality shows contacted me and me uh, going through like the interview process or the audition process or however you f- feel about it. But um, those shows didn't work out. And about, I think it was yeah, two, summer 2021, um, we were contacted by King Rain. Uh We were suggested to them by Monique Samuels, who used to be on Housewives of Potomac, who was also a cast member on our show. Um, And they told her, like, you know, tell us about some couples that you know, you know, that I like doing that thing in the DMV area. We were one of the couples that, um, you know, that she pitched. They loved us. I think we did about two rounds of interviews. And then my birthday is coming up. My birthday's October 23rd. Last year on October 25th, they called me and was like, hey, we want to offer you a contract. We want you to be on the show. So... It's um, it's been like a little over a year journey. Um, but that's how it happened. And then, you know, they contacted in October saying it's a dough, and we started filming in January.
0: Oh, damn! So, what it made you want to go on the sh- Huh?
1: I said so. It was a pretty fast like process.
0: It seems like it. But what made you want to be on the show? What was your motivation? Um- when I was younger,
1: when I was younger and you know, reality TV first started getting popular, I was always like, I could do that. Like, you just gotta be yourself. And I was like, I know I have a big personality. I have a personality that a lot of people enjoy. And then I know I also have a personality that a lot of people are like, Oh my gosh, you too much. Um, so I felt like that makes for perfect television, you know? And uh-huh. our our family dynamic, um, with my husband and I you know in our area, a lot of people know us um know of us, but they don't really know like what goes into you know being married and all of those things, especially if someone being married to someone who is in the entertainment business um who has always been in the entertainment business and now I'm breaking to business myself um I just thought it was like a great opportunity and since we've joined i've I've you know met so many people and I've got such great feedback. I've got bad feedback too, but I've got such great feedback,
0: <laughs> really. What, what bad feedback could they say? Come on.
1: I mean, in general, everybody's not going to like you. That's fine. Um, But, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, people shy away from honesty a lot. I think people preach, I want honest. I want people to be truthful with me. I want directness. But you really don't. And I think I give you directness and I give you boldness and it's kind of a shocker because people are very used to people being phony and I'm not that.
0: No, you're not. Yes. I could tell. <laughs> I could tell. But I also think too when um people can be people pleasers mm-hmm. so you don't want to hear the truth. I mean, I've been on yeah, both sides. Yeah,
1: lines, I, I, get. I get it. I mean, it's like, you know, some people say, oh, it's the way you say things but, you know, everybody's different and I'm not you know much of a sugarcoater. so I don't want people to sugarcoat for me so I also don't do that for other people
0: right okay I can respect that so what's the biggest thing that changed your life after being on love and marriage DC
1: um just the great opportunities that I've gotten um it's so like I meet people every day today I was in target I'm, I was meeting people like they like are you Ashley? And like so, some some that's still like a little. It's it's fresh. It's new. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I'll be looking a mess. I'll be out, and I'm like, oh yeah. Wait. Uh-huh.
0: Do you go out in the bonnet? Please say no.
1: Do you go out in your no? Not, no, not to like stores and stuff. But oh, I was going to talk Bruno, about. You. No, no, no. But my Bruno, see, he wakes up about. I mean, like I'm telling you, he's a baby, so he wakes up about five thirty, six a.m. Sometimes. And I'll have my bonnet on. I'm like walk. So I do walk around my neighborhood with it on. Because I'm like, bro, I'm going right back to bed when this walk is on. Right.
0: Okay. As long as it's not in the stores. No, not, not know, no, no. Not in not in
1: the stores. Not in the stores.
0: Oh my God. So how has it been in the limelight? I know you said it's fresh, but is this kind of wearing off a little or no, is it something new like all the
1: actually, time? Um, I feel like it's actually like kind of picked up. Um is it wearing off, like, getting used to it? No, I don't think you ever get used to it. Like, uh, for me, especially because I will, sometimes I'll see, like, people looking at me, and I just want to be like, hey. But then I'm like, well, maybe they don't know who I am, so I don't want to say anything. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe I will, I'll just let them stare at me or whatever.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, so I heard that you all used to have a strip club.
1: Still do. Yep. We do still you? Do.
0: I didn't yeah, know y'all so we, still had it.
1: Mm-hmm. We've been so, open since uh, 2017, and when we first opened, we were like a, uh, like a a normal dance nightclub. Um, and then COVID hit, and then once we came back from COVID, it was like okay, let's flip formats because we do have our adult entertainment license. So we have a, it's a strip, it's a full fledged strip club. It's called nice. uh, the, new, the new downtown Baltimore. What's
0: what's the name of it again?
1: It's called the New Club Downtown. The so New
0: it's
1: in Club. Yeah, so it's called, Um, it's in Baltimore. It's on Baltimore Street, 416 East Baltimore Street.
0: Are you hiring? I, I'm right here. Oh, what you <laughs> <make me have? laughs> Wait, what?
1: <laughs> do you have some moves?
0: Girl, I look back at it. I Do all oh, of that.
1: Okay. Keep but now, No. Not really. <laughs> me either, girl. I, I could never. I could never.
0: With the right motivation, I can, but yeah. I no. can't
1: even like properly like twerk, and I'm like disappointed in myself.
0: <laughs> Understandable. Understandable. So let's get into some of the meat of what's going on. So let me tell you my motivation for having you on my platform. Okay. So I do watch reality TV. As a matter of fact, I'm going to tell you to. Let me tell you the real truth. So I haven't watched TV, like literally turned my TV on. I'm going to tell you, when I turned my TV off, it was the weekend when Kobe passed away.
1: Oh, wow, yeah. And it was
0: so much. I was so bothered by that. I just turned my TV off. I was like, I don't want to hear any of the bad news. Well, then one day went into one week and now look how long it's been. Yeah. I just haven't turned my TV on, right? So mm-hmm. I have turned it on for football season cuz I love football. But I so I don't watch TV through the week. I don't turn mm-hmm. on the TV and nothing. However, I watch my reality TV. It's my my nice um my my fix, my dose yeah. of yeah, yeah, my guilty pleasure. And so mm-hmm. when I was watching your show Of course, I just, the show was enjoyable anyway, but when you started talking about mental health and your depression, Mm -hmm. I said, okay, I like her. I love it because being black, black women, black people in general, we do not talk about mental health. It's a very taboo subject. And when you were so open and free, it's just how you're free talking about your dog. That's Mm -hmm. how free you were talking about. That's how I
1: yeah, cause I just look at it as it's another part of my life, you know. Um, the same way I would tell you, like I said, I went to Target today. I would tell you I went to see my therapist today. Or I don't think people should have any shame in it, especially you know we'll say, oh, we got to go to the dentist. It's like whatever, and exactly. you know you you're taking care of your teeth or whatever. You know, if your arm breaks, you take care of it. You go to the doctor. You know, mm. you food, whatever it is, you you do that. You take care of it, and it's no shame in it. And I just want to not be a face, but help for us to normalize mental health, how we normalize every other type of health.
0: I love it. I love it. I'm telling you, when you said that, I said, you know what? I'm going to reach out to this sister. I am. Yeah. I think I love what you're doing outside of that, but I really admire that part of you unapologetically saying this is what's happened, but it's not yeah. defining who you are. Yeah, it's it's just
1: another part of me.
0: Exactly. exactly. that's so funny you said that because I have group therapy and mm-hmm. matter of fact, last night and we're talking about parts, parts mm-hmm. work.
2: Yeah. Oh, wow. So
0: when yo, it's it's some good stuff. You yeah. hear and see yourself differently as well as other people. So you mm-hmm. kind of have a lot more compassion with them, including your own self. Yep. So how did you know that you were there? What were your signs or how did you feel like, hey, I may be depressed?
1: Um, I think my very first signs of it probably started in high school, around like 16 years old.
0: Uh, I really didn't
1: know the words for it. I knew like how a lot of my friends would seem like so happy and carefree. And I was just always worried. I was worried about, you know, I wasn't worried about like, guys or like schoolwork, I was worried about like, do my friends still like me? Does my mom love me? Why do I why don't I feel happy? Why isn't this pleasing to me? And I was just always questioning everything and everyone around me. Mm. Um and I didn't realize that that I was dealing with like anxiety at that time. You know, and all the relationships in my life, I felt like I was failing everybody in my life. And then as I got older um, you know, I got pregnant at 21 years old. I had just turned 21. Quick and I 21. Yeah, my husband That's and I. Yeah. Were, yeah, we had known each other for a while, but we had just seriously been together. I think I moved in with him in August, and in February, I found out I was pregnant. Right. So. Right. The timeline sped up. I feel like it made me grow up really, really fast and, you know, almost faster than I wanted to. And again, now I'm looking at my friends in college and they're partying and they're um, getting their degrees and, you know, they're traveling and doing all these things. And I'm like, I'm about to be a mom and a wife. I just was like, oh my God, my life is over. And that's how I felt. And when I had Antonio, I remember one time just looking at him and being like, what am I supposed to do with the baby? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to do with this little person. And, you know, you go in for like your six week um, checkup. And I remember right before I went, I was telling my mom, I was like, because I started hearing about like postpartum depression. Right. I was like, I think I have postpartum. And Mm -hmm. my mom was like, no, you know, like every, all new moms deal with that. Everybody goes through that. And I was like, I was afraid to tell her, but I felt like saying postpartum was insane. I think I'm just full blown depressed because I had already been feeling like this before I even had my son. It's just now like the the feelings are intensified and I felt like now I had an out if I could say, okay, I can blame it on this. Oh, ah, okay. Yeah, because sometimes with depression, you can't pinpoint it. Like Some people are triggered by some type of trauma or some people are triggered by loss or you know, death if I lose a job. And it's when they tell you to be depressed, you're like, oh, okay, you're depressed because you lost your job. But being 16 mm-hmm. years old and saying I'm depressed is like, what are you depressed about, little girl? Like,
0: oh you know, yeah, you don't
1: have anything to be depressed about. So fast forward, like I said, after I have my son, I was like, okay, now I have a thing. I have something I can blame it on. But then even when I went to my mom and I said that, she wasn't like, oh, okay, you have something to blame it on. She was like, no, you're not depressed. People just get like this after they have a baby. Mm. after that I was I remember sitting in the office like you know how you want to say something so badly and I'm just sitting there like thinking I'm like tell your doctor tell your doctor tell your doctor and I, I didn't say anything and then the years went on and you know I constantly just felt like I had a void in me I kept uh, feeling I felt so empty at times and oh. then um, I was like, okay, maybe I'm. Maybe it's because I didn't have this career I wanted or, you know, all these other things I wanted. So by the time my son was able to start at a daycare center, I was like, okay, I have to do stuff for myself. And every time I would try to do something for myself, I just felt like I kept hitting, like, all these, like, walls. And I couldn't figure out, like, how to get through these walls. And I would see other people who weren't married or had multiple children or, you know, and I'm like, how can they do this? How are they able to manage? And one day I remember I started crying And I didn't stop crying for the entire day. And so, happily, Mm. I had an appointment, right, like, the next day. Showed up to my doctor's appointment. My eyes were bloodshot red. Like, my face was red. My nose was puffy. Everything. And my doctor's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just having a bad day. And he's like, you're not just having a bad day. Like, you know, what's going on? And by the end of that appointment, you know, I was diagnosed with severe clinical depression. And it literally felt like such a relief. Off of me, finally, I can talk about this and say what it is and get the help that I need.
0: Wow, that's powerful. So, when you said you felt the release, the the relief of it, was it because you were able to put words to how you were feeling or that someone made it a safe space for you? I think it was both.
1: Yeah, I think it was both. I think that finally I could stop just pretending that I was okay because even towards myself, I was pretending that I was okay. You know, oh, and I knew yes. I knew I wasn't. And then, like you said, also being able to vocalize it to someone else who's not going to look at you and say, you know, well, what do you have to be depressed about? Or everybody else is feeling like this and things like that. To finally have mm. somebody listen to understand and say, OK, this is what it is. This is how we can work
0: through this. Mm. So we, we both are melanated women. So this is what we say in our community. Just pray about it. Have you heard that?
1: Girl, just pray like like I said I think between you have nothing to be depressed about and oh just just pray. I don't like I feel like those are pretty even, you know. Um yeah. and I tell people all the time prayer is is great. I I whole, I pray all the time. I've also had screaming one-sided screaming matches with God because I would say like I'm praying, I'm praying. I, I come to you every day. I pray once in the morning, once at night, I was like, maybe that's not enough. So I started scheduling it in like an afternoon prayer. Like, maybe mm. you're busy during this time. Like, and I'm I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying. And it's like, prayer wasn't enough.
0: Can you say that again?
1: Yes, prayer was not enough.
0: Yeah. I'm mm, this sounds so familiar because I grew up the same way. You know, just pray about it. You'll you'll be fine. What do you have to be depressed about? You have a roof. Mm-hmm. Over your head, you have food, food clothes.
1: Feel- right. We feel guilty. And I feel like that is why I felt such the relief because I did feel guilty. I, you know, I have a home, I have a car, you know, I, it, it, oh my gosh. And then I would hear, you're married. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Like, are, not, are married i yeah. not allowed to be depressed? Like, what does that mean? So I would, I would hear that. And a, a lot of times I did feel like that. Well, like, shit, like I said, I would feel like, well, this person does have it worse than me. This person, you know, just lost, is losing their home. This person doesn't have a car. This person doesn't have that. So I should be grateful. And... um Gratitude now does play a huge part in I think my
0: Ooh, my healing, yeah,
1: you know, because I am so thankful and so grateful for everything that I have, um, everything that in my life, all the people in my life beyond just materialistic things. But, you know, it took me a while to really get to a place to feel grateful for my life because no matter what I had, I just wasn't happy. So it took a mm-hmm. while to get there.
0: Yeah. um, I don't see how you could be if you were depressed, Mm -hmm. you know, but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And and
1: that's the thing. I knew I wasn't like I said, I knew I had materially. I knew I had things that other people may not have had. But I also knew that mentally and inside that I also had things that other people weren't dealing with.
0: So mm, do you feel that we as a people are so detached from our emotions? Yeah. Can't? Yeah.
1: I do. I do. I feel like, you know, over the past, you know, couple of years, you know, mental health has become like a hashtag and you know, everybody wants wants to talk about it boldly, but I feel like there's so many people who talk about it on social media and things like that, and then they may have someone in their lives who are battling it and they're not necessarily showing them the support that they need and i think that for me what do you mean what do you mean yeah so i feel like you know instead of shutting someone down when they're telling you like oh i may feel depressed or you know i have anxiety or whatever like i said not coming back to them with those those triggers like just pray about it or what do you have like just talking to them sometimes just hearing them out um I am someone who, I suggest therapy to everybody, whether you think you're depressed or not, because I don't think that there is anything wrong with talking to an unbiased person about whatever's going on in your life. Um, You know, I, I have someone now in my life that I'm very close with and because I've been there, I could see the traits in her that she necessarily wasn't opening up about because sometimes, you know, sometimes depression looks very different for everybody.
0: It does.
1: There are happy, smiling, Faces, functioning, going to work, going to school, getting A's, like, and they could still be depressed. And then, yes, there is a the person who may be crying all the time or always down. or And there's a the person that's angry and we're just like, oh, they always mad. They got an attitude. We don't want to deal with them. Like, so there are, there are so many different faces of what depression looks like. And, um, you know, what I want more for people is to be able to just sometimes pick up on those little things, even when they aren't like so bold in your face. Like, yes, when someone's mm-hmm. crying, we're like, Oh, what's wrong. But like I said, when someone's high functioning, sometimes we just don't know.
0: Oh, you said a word right there. High functioning. Mm. I know from my experience, cause I was diagnosed as depressive, depressive and anxiety. Mm. And I didn't understand the anxiety part. But once I got deeper into therapy, I was like, oh, shit. I Yeah, because I, 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 the same
1: way. I was like, I don't feel scared. I don't feel nervous. Like, I was like, I don't have anxiety. But then, like I said, I was like, oh, shit, I do. I worry about everything. And then even if it's not worrying, like, if you're a perfectionist, like, that's worry, you know? If, you know, you constantly have to be moving and doing stuff because you, you can't sit with your own thoughts, you know, sometimes a lot of people are like that. My husband is probably the best example of that. Someone who has to constantly work and work and work. Mm-hmm. And to most people, that's not a problem. People who work and want to be successful, that's not like we don't look at that as that's a problem. But if you are having issues or trauma or something that you're constantly running away from and you don't want to deal with it, and how you not deal with it is constantly staying busy, you're harming yourself just as much as somebody who's doing drugs. You know what I mean?
0: That is so true. Are you sure we didn't go to the same group therapy? Because this is what we talked about last night. No, you know what? (laughs) I've never been to group
1: therapy at all. And I I was telling you, I just, I have a new therapist now. Um, Oh, do you? you, Congratulations. Thank you, because I have found it hard. Um, I've had several therapists over probably the past 10 years. Um, but I'm doing one right now where I don't see her. We just talk. So she doesn't physically see me. I don't physically see her for me. That can't, that's a little easier because I feel like, I think I have this stigma in my head of people judging me. Like if they look at me, they're going to be like, I, because when I was depressed and my, um, my primary doctor sent me to a normal message, is it, which one is a psychologist?
0: Psych. They sent you to. Were you put on meds? Yes. A psych. Psyche. Psychologist. Psych. Psychologist
1: what? or psychologist.
0: Is no, a, not the psychologist. Is the talk there? Okay, but so a psychiatrist. Psychiatrist is yes. that can yes. administer meds.
1: Right. So when I went, it was a guy, and he was talking to me. He was like, and I was like, super dressed up that day, and he was like you don't look like anything's wrong with you.
0: The psychiatrist said that? Yep. Oh, hell no. Yep. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, he was like, you don't
1: look like anything's wrong with you. And I was like, okay. So since then, I've always just, when I did start, started getting psychologists, I would make, I would wear like sweatpants, you know, I would wear a pony. Like, I just, I felt like I wasn't, I couldn't present myself as me because I felt like if I presented myself as me and super put together and all these things and it was like, I they were going to be like, ain't nothing wrong with this girl.
2: Mm. If she can spend,
1: spend an hour and a half getting herself together every day. Like, she's fine.
0: That that's not good. That's not good. He said that. It's it's,
1: it's really not. It's really not. Um, But since since then, I've been like on and off with therapy. Um, I never really felt like I could find anybody that I I liked. So a couple of years ago, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go to school and be a psychologist. Um, So I went to school for a while, then COVID hit. So I stopped. But even when I stopped taking classes, I would just read and read and read all these things. So when I started with this psychologist, I mean, yeah, this therapist, I was talking to her and I just was like talking for like 15 minutes and she was like, well, you seem to know a lot. I was like, yeah, <laughs> I've kind of had to like, like, you know, talk, like doctor myself. Wow. So yeah.
0: That's some shit right there I'm still yeah. tripping
1: <laughs> I know I know it's so crazy i I literally I mean I can see him right now like it's such it's like I said this might have been 10, 12 years ago and it's still such a fresh memory
0: mm. so when you were switching therapists it's just they just weren't good fits or yeah, you, you know, just-, just didn't
1: feel like they were good fits um Was like at the very beginning like I, I didn't know much about what therapy was and things like that. Uh, so I would go for one or two sessions and I'm like, I'm not fixed. I still feel sad. Why am I like this? I don't want to keep talking about my childhood. You know, I didn't realize that you have to give it time and you got to break down these walls and, you know, you do have to, as the patient, you do have to trust them. And, you know, that trust, be you know, it takes a while to get there. Right. Um, at first I was just like, I will go through them and like I said, go to a few sessions and be like, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not helping me. You're not helping me. You don't, you know, the, you don't understand And so then I would stop going and wouldn't want to find one for a while. And then, like, you know, after a year, I was like, okay, let me try somebody else. And I just kept going into that cycle. But I just felt like while I knew I needed help, I also wasn't mentally mature enough at the point at that time Mm. to be like, you know, I do have to stick this out.
0: What do you mean mentally mature enough?
1: Um, because I think when you're young, you feel like you know everything. So I felt like I was yeah. surprised you're going to give me this medicine, you're going to tell me what I need to do to go out and not be sad. And I thought that that's what therapy was going to be.
2: Mm. And
1: it, it just it just wasn't. And I felt like while I wanted this therapist or these doctors to like just come in and fix me, I was I didn't realize that I had to do work too.
0: Girl, let me tell. you. <laughs> this is so true. When I went to my therapist. And we did the talk, talk therapy, and then she said, "Okay, well here's some life work, homework." I was like, "What? Right? Like, I got to take it home? Like, I thought it was gonna be fixed sitting here at the table." And she said, "No, ma'am, this is what I want you to do." This. She never forced me, Mm. but because I was so low. I I was desperate, like I'll do anything just mm-hmm. to get some, you know, with the depression and anxiety, you just want some relief. Yeah. And so when she said, "Well, I'm going to refer you to a psychiatrist to be put on medication," I was like, "Okay, I don't care, I'll do it." Yeah. And I I did have side effects, which ugh, gained so much weight. Yeah. But you know what? The relief I had emotionally and mentally, it literally felt like the bricks like these bricks on this wall just started crumbling off and I'm okay I'm gonna be real honest I was so numb from the medication I was still Ursula but I was so numb I actually like feeling numb just because I didn't have to go through all those emotions it just it was like taking a break but I I slipped up and I told my therapist that and she's like okay we're gonna Right, yeah. right, this isn't it,
1: right, and that's the thing. So, with that, like with therapy or whatever type of help you're getting, it's not to you know, it's not to just erase everything that that's going on in your life. You know, mm-hmm. you do have to do the work. And even with medication, Um, like I said, I was that person who thought, okay, you're going to give me this medicine. I'm going to feel better in two days. I didn't get numb, but uh, <laughs> my first medication, I can't remember what it was called. The first time I was put on medication, I literally, I remember telling her, I was like, well, I'm not crying anymore. And she was like, well, that's good. I was like, no, literally. And I wear contacts. I was like, literally, my eyes are not producing water. <laughs> like, you had that too? And I was like, not because I don't want to cry. I was like, I literally cannot cry.
0: Yeah, I experienced that too. And I remember someone, I don't remember what it was, but I felt the emotions of crying. And I remember yes. I was in my bathroom and I was doing this. Don't laugh. laugh. I was like, You're trying to make yourself cry. I was forcing myself to cry, but literally the tear, the water would not come out. Yes. So I looked it up and I think it's called emotional blunting.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure what it's Something called. Something like that. Whatever. But she what said, oh, that's
0: normal.
1: Yeah. So, and that was one of the things. I just was like, you know, maybe this medicine wasn't right for me. And like you said, maybe your dosage wasn't right. Or it could have been the medication altogether. Because there are different type of medications for different type of, you know, different type of things or whatever you're dealing with. Um, and I tell people that all the time. I don't like to get into, like, what medicine works for me. Because that might not work for you. You know, but you are, there's a huge range of medication, you know.
0: Mm. So it sounds like yours was right on point then with the meds,
1: or did uh, they have to tweak it? No, I, I I changed it. So when I was unable to cry, I, I got off of medicine for years, and I had the reverse of what you're saying. I was when I got anxious and super depressed. I was gaining weight. I wasn't eating at all, and I was gaining weight. And I remember like I started going to the gym. I had like. Three or four trainers, and I remember telling my husband, I was like, "Something like is blocking me from like losing weight." Mm. I gained thirty pounds in, in four weeks. Damn. Damn, I gained a lot that was of weight fast. And yeah, the time, and then I could not get it off. And I was, I changed my eating habits. I was working out, like I said, and nothing helped. And it probably wasn't about until like two years later. I got back on uh, my antidepressants, and this it was a different brand, and I was. Doing the same workouts, eating the same way, and the weight like started dropping.
0: Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, you you have a beautiful shape. So, Thank you. send me the name of that. Inbox me the name because <laughs> <laughs> I need to get this off so I can work in your strip club later on. But I need to lose this weight by October first. Oh my gosh! <laughs> it ain't it ain't work that fast. I'll know. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that you talk about going to therapy. What, what was something that you would tell people who are apprehensive about going to therapy?
1: Um, to just give it a try, but to but to stick it out, you know. Um, mm. There's so many, and, and now what I, I do love, and I feel like I'm not happy we went through COVID, but things have become even more convenient for us. Um, like I said, there, there so, you don't even have to leave your home anymore. You know what I mean? Uh, you can talk to somebody right on the computer like I'm talking to you or it's not like this you know before when I was younger and I thought about therapy I thought about it was going to be a hundred dollars an hour and all like so expensive and you know all these things and now even if you don't have um, health insurance there are websites like better health right now where you can sign up for like however much it is a month and you know you can have your therapy sessions and things like that so, I love it. I just think it's the convenience of it now, it's like no reason you shouldn't be able to have a therapist. There are some where you just text, you know. You you don't yeah. even want to do it anyway, so you know if you're having a bad, a bad day, or you know you need to get even if you just need to get your feelings out, you can talk to somebody. And the, the thing about therapy and where I am now, and I know we're not to my book yet, but the thing I do talk about in my book is. um I'm a journaler. I've always, been a journaler. always mm. been a journaler. I
0: always write everything
1: down. I write everything down, I write to-do lists. My sister is always like, "Once not you put in your phone? No, I don't want to. I need to literally, like, get paper. And I will always have, like, tons and tons of notebooks as a little kid just because I needed to write down. Um, what I realized before is I used to always write when I was angry. Like, if I was sad, if something bad happened, I will always write about that. Now, I mean, I still write about those days, But I try to also make sure I'm writing about the good days.
0: Thank you for joining me on this episode of black girls getting their shift together if anything you heard today made your soul vibrate please like comment and share this episode with two of your friends thank you and i love you all
2: For The queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self esteem. Beauty supreme and Buddha walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vica. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunch with just water, taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss, God is heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog.